In this episode, I want to talk about how important it is to map your career journey. Do you know where you want to end up eventually? Have you thought about the steps that you'll need to take between now and then to get you to where you want to go? And that can be a mix of employment. It can also include entrepreneurship. And I want to talk a little bit about how important that is too. This is Invincible Career, and I'm Larry Cornett. Before I get started talking about mapping your career journey, I wanted to bring up something that's a little timely. Um, I'm creating a series of courses and building a support community, a peer community that's going to help guide people who are interested in taking a journey from being an employee to becoming a solopreneur. So the launch date is going to be in 2022, so it's no time soon. (laughs) But if you're interested, you can sign up to be notified and learn more about it. And that is going to be a sign-up link that's in the newsletter. It's also online. If you go to newsletter.invinciblecareer.com, this is Have You Mapped Your Career Journey, Issue 315, and check it out. I'd love to, to hear more from you and how you think it could help you if you're interested. So I was catching up with an old friend recently. We've tended to support each other through the many twists and turns of our respective careers. And during the call, she said to me, you know what? It's time. I'm ready to take a break, take a break from work, take a really long vacation, move on to my next adventure. And after decades of hard work and quite a bit of success, she was finally prepared for a significant change. I mean, she's been talking about it for years. <laughs> I've kind of kind of learned to uh, not believe it because this, this conversation has been happening for years. But this time she actually did it. She quit her job. And now she's ready for something new, something very different. And I remember reaching that point too. For some people, it's a feeling that gradually builds. It's a growing sense of frustration, disappointment, maybe even boredom, or just getting that itch to make a change. For other people, it can happen suddenly. You know, a really adverse event at work can trigger a rapid decision to quit almost on the spot and walk away. You know, that's the straw that broke the camel's back. And no matter how it happens, the feeling's quite normal. So don't feel like it's strange to be feeling frustrated and disappointed and needing something new or wanting to take a break. It doesn't mean that something is wrong with you. It also doesn't mean that something is necessarily wrong with your job or your employer. I see that we are ever-evolving in the phases of our life. You know, they're natural. And it's okay to outgrow a job, to outgrow an employer, or to even outgrow your profession. And I know that sounds strange, but it's okay. And it's, it's actually more than okay. Sometimes it's necessary for continued health and fulfillment. We're living longer, and the active years of our professional lives are lasting longer too. We are working many more years than uh, 
perhaps even our parents and grandparents. And if you're going to be in your career, however you define your career, for four or more decades, let's say, why should you expect to be doing exactly the same thing the entire time? You shouldn't, and you don't have to. I know that people sometimes think I'm opposed to regular nine to five jobs. And I know they think that my message is you should avoid corporate employers, but it's not true. I think they play a valuable role in your career growth, your professional development and building up your financial security. However, I am opposed to staying in a nine to five job or staying with a specific employer or even staying in your profession if it no longer meets your needs. You shouldn't just stick it out because it's what you feel like you have no choice. You feel like you have no choice. You can't do anything else. I think for many of us, every experience, you know, professional, personal, whatever, has an ideal season in our lives. And we need to recognize when the time has come to move on, to move on to bigger and better things. I do value my corporate experience a great deal. I don't regret it at all. I really don't. Everything I did and everything I learned prepared me for what I wanted to do next. Now, did I love every minute of it? (laughs) Of course not. I mean, I had wonderful experiences, but I also experienced some terrible things that I don't care to repeat. That's kind of why I'm done. But it's also why I now help other people avoid those terrible experiences. You know, don't make the mistakes I did. Don't put up with the things that I did. But how do you know when it's time to move on? Where do you want to go next? What do you want to do? These may be questions that you're asking yourself. And the important thing to think about is what is your ideal overall career journey end to end? Have you created your map to intentionally plan your path to get from where you are today to where you want to end up eventually? It depends on where you are in your professional life cycle. I know that some of you are in the middle of your career. Some of you, some of you have 20 plus years of experience in your career. Some of you just getting started. Some of you are college students. And I do believe that the whole journey starts with your education. Now, is college necessary for everyone? Of course not. There are many successful people who never graduated from college. Many people dropped out of college to start their own business, and they made it work. However, even if you do decide that an advanced degree isn't right for you, Continuing your education in some way is always a wise career investment. With all of the online resources we have now, the modern world makes it easier than ever to educate yourself. You don't have to go to school to get educated. You have access to millions and millions of books, hundreds of thousands of courses, mentors around the world. They're all readily available. You can find all of these things and educate yourself. 
And indeed, the value of a traditional college education is increasingly being questioned. Many top employers, you know, for example, Google, no longer require a degree. They used to. They don't anymore. Now, for some professions, you just can't get away from that. <laughs> I mean, you, you can't get away from having a formal degree and other types of certifications or passing exams to do what you want to do. For example, my brother is a surgeon. He had to get a degree. He went through intense training. He had to specialize. He had a residency program. Because I don't think you'd want a self-taught surgeon operating on you. If it's a viable option for you, I still do recommend that you pursue an education that takes you out of your hometown. For example, all of my children have college degrees or they're currently pursuing them. Why did we make that choice? Why did I decide that this would be important, even in a world where a degree may not be entirely necessary? And we made the decision because I think a college experience changes you in several valuable ways. Some of the benefits are clear. You know, there's specific training you can receive for some professions. It's still true for now that the earning potential is higher for people who have college degrees. While other benefits are intangible, but they're still, they're incredibly valuable. And a few examples. One is it can help you have a network that can help you later in life. And I'm sure you've heard about the connections people at Harvard have or Stanford. It can help you land a job. It can help you with business deals. You can find investors. I kind of learned that in college, the really good professors taught me how to teach myself. I learned how to learn much more so than I did as a high school student. Going away to college and getting out of my little farm town, it helped me get out of my geographic bubble, my cultural bubble. It broadens your horizons. It expands your worldview. You tend to develop a greater diversity of friendships and relationships. And importantly, I think it's an easier and safer step into independence for the first time. I think it's hard to move out and move away and jump straight into life and be all on your own. College is a little bit of an easier step to being independent, breaking free from your parents, living on your own, but not, not entirely thrust into the cold world. The experience of going away to university, it, it changes you for the better. You know, are there exceptions to the rule? Absolutely. You know, I'm talking about data in aggregate across millions and millions of people. I'm not talking about individuals. You have to think about this is data looking at millions and millions of people. Of course, there are college-educated individuals who are selfish, racist, sexist failures. We all know a few of those, don't we? Some of them get elected. And there are individuals who never attended college who are amazing, caring, open-minded, and greatly successful. I know many people like that too. They never set foot inside a higher education institution. However, even with the benefits I listed, a university education, college education, will never give you everything you need to succeed in the world. And that's why I think everyone should have a good old job, a traditional nine-to-five job to learn how things actually work. 
And that's because employment shows you the ropes. As I've said before, work is your postgraduate education. I value my college experience, but it didn't come close to teaching me everything I would need to succeed in the working world. And people will sometimes ask me if they should jump <clears throat> straight from graduation to starting their own business. I don't know. I think it's quite challenging to take that path. But some people have succeeded quite well without playing the traditional nine to five game. My friend Anna is one example. I've talked about her before. She's a co-host of my other podcast. She's built multiple businesses and consulted for almost all of her entire professional life. I think she had one regular job for about a year when she was 15. That's it. <laughs> you know? Um, however, I know I'm glad that I worked for someone else for many years during my career journey. I learned so much. I made mistakes on someone else's time and someone else's dime. You know, it's really expensive to make mistakes when you're paying for it. And I developed lifelong friendships with numerous coworkers. There are people I worked with back in 1993 that I'm still friends with. And that was uh, at IBM. Some of the benefits of corporate experience that I had and I've seen, obviously you learn how to work in the real world. It's, it's different. And it's nice to be able to do that working for someone else. A big one is you get to work on massive products or services at scale. And that's something that may never happen in your lifetime otherwise. When you work at Facebook or Google or Apple or Yahoo, eBay, LinkedIn, whatever, you have hundreds of millions of users. And there's a scale that you'll never encounter probably in your own small business. You get to operate with larger budgets than you've ever experienced on your own. And that's... That's a whole different educational experience. Learn about so many other professions and how to collaborate with them, right? Marketing, sales, PR, HR, engineering, product management, design, content strategist, customer support. I could go on and on. But in a smaller company, you may never have encountered these kind of people. I love to travel and I have done a ton of global travel. I've seen so many amazing places around the world probably never would have happened without my employers. I traveled a bunch for Apple, for eBay, Yahoo, and obviously they, they covered it and they paid for it. You tend to meet a much more diverse group of people than you ever would meet in your life outside of work. I think that's very true from my experience in Silicon Valley. You have somebody who's investing in your ongoing professional development. They better be. <laughs> There's courses and workshops. You know, I, I learned public speaking while I was an employee. You get management and leadership training and management experience. And that may be hard to do, or maybe you don't want to do that for the very first time in your own business and fail miserably. And an interesting one is you, you get to work with people who could be potential business partners in the future. Some of the people I worked with as an employer later joined me at my startup. A lot of people that I've known in the past, we work together, we partner on projects. So my father's generation 
They had one career and usually one employer for their entire working life. You chose a profession, you found a job, and you stayed with that company until you retired. My generation, I'm Gen X, we thought we would have one career. That's what we were told when we entered college. Choosing your major would define your profession, and then that would be your career path for life. And we found out the hard way that wouldn't be true. I think more than the previous generation, we experienced tons of layoffs and recessions. And what I found is that jobs have smaller, tighter arcs and life cycles. I think we've all come to see that. You get hired, you move up, or you move out for a better opportunity and repeat the process over and over. The longest I've been at any company has been four years. I certainly didn't stay with an employer for 30 plus years and retire. And I now recognize that, you know, your career, your profession has a life cycle as well. Although it's a bigger arc and it's kind of hard to see at first. Some point you need to move up out of a comfortable individual contributor role into a more senior role. Or you may need to move into management and leadership. It's kind of an up and out in many corporations. Otherwise, you at some point get seen as too old. And I wish there was an ageism, but there is. And if you stick around and stay at those lower levels too long, you just get the less desirable projects and not so exciting roles anymore. So it really is career growth or bust. It really is. And people will ask me, how can they tell when it's time to move on, if things aren't working out. And my answer is it depends on your career growth with your employer. It depends on how things are going in your profession, how you're growing in your industry. I know that managers will often make excuses and they'll tell you it's too early to promote you. Or they'll tell you you need to wait your turn, even if you're ready. It's like, well, other people are in line ahead of you. Or yeah, you're doing great work, but you have to wait years between promotions. And even if that is the company's policy, they will make exceptions for certain employees and in certain circumstances. I've seen all of it. So don't tell me, HR and senior leadership, that it's impossible. I've seen it. In my case, with one of my employers, I was promoted every year that I was there. I've seen other people promoted to vice president and they had no team, no direct reports. It's like, what? I've watched my clients receive promotions outside of the regular cycle, which shouldn't happen, right? But they're doing such great work and they want to retain them, they got promoted. And I'm not saying that you should expect it or demand it. You shouldn't demand a promotion every single year, but If you are clearly performing at the level above you, it had better happen soon. Don't wait too long. I know people, they've waited years and years with promises and promises. And if your employer won't promote you, someone else will. You can get hired somewhere somewhere else and get a promotion as part of that. Move up a level. It does make sense to stay in a job as long as you're still growing. And everything's moving up and to the right. And you're still feeling satisfied with your job. You're feeling fulfilled in your work. And now 
I know some people can be happy if things level off and stay the same. They could stay at the same level forever. And that can be okay if the employer is also okay with that. They don't define themselves by their work. They define themselves outside of their career. For them, it's a paycheck and that's, that's all and that's okay. But if that's not you and you expect more, you may eventually hit a ceiling or a plateau in your career growth with an employer. You will have either made it as a senior executive or you've missed your window of opportunity if, if that's what you want. And this quote expiration date, it does vary by industry. But I think we all know it exists. A few months ago, for example, someone was talking about being turned away by a mentor who told her that she was too old and it was too late for her to pursue the career she had chosen. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Yeah, that's not cool and it's not legal. It is illegal to discriminate based on age, but good luck proving that. It is very hard to prove. I think most of us reach a tipping point where we know it's time. It's time to move on to a bigger and better opportunity. So I want to talk a little bit about recognizing that tipping point in your career journey. So visualize a scale, something that's balancing weights on both sides. And it's balancing the good things about your employment, weight against the negative things about working for someone else. And yes, there are always good things and bad things when you are an employee working for someone else. As long as the scale keeps balancing pretty heavily towards the positive, then keep enjoying your profession. Keep enjoying working for an employer. It's all positive, very little negative. That's great. But if that scale starts to tip, to the negative side, it's time to take a hard look at what's happening. Is it only slightly less positive? And can it somehow be rebalanced in your favor? Can you take action and get it back to where you want it to be? Or is it more of a 50-50 balance that ends up feeling pretty miserable the longer it goes on? That's not good. You know, it's like, it's equally good and bad. Or is it even tipping more and more to the negative side as your frustration grows and you are more disappointed being passed over for promotions or bad projects, or you're just getting bored. And there are are several factors you should consider when looking at this balance, this equation. One is compensation. Are you making as much as you should be? And the research has shown that employees who stay in companies longer than two years get paid 50% less over their lifetime. I hate seeing it, but I've, I know it's true. I've seen it inside the companies where it's a cost of living adjustment. It's like as inflation increases and cost of living goes up somewhere, you, know, you give people a little bump. They get a 2% bump. You hire somebody new into the same type of job and they make way more money. It's really not fair, but it does happen. And I've told people one of the best ways to get a promotion and make more money is to hop to a new job. Two years, hard to believe. 
promotions? Are you receiving the promotions you deserve? Job satisfaction, stress. How much stress and anxiety does your job create for you? Are there negative politics at work? Do you have healthy, productive relationships with your coworkers? Do you have a good relationship with your manager? Believe it or not, 50% of us have quit a job to escape a bad boss. That's pretty sad. Does the company culture align with who you are? Do you agree with the company values? Is the company ethical in its treatment of employees and customers? Is your workplace free of ageism, sexism, racism, ableism? Do you still have opportunities to learn and grow and to advance your career inside the company? Is there a path up? Are you still acquiring new skills? Are you learning new things? Are you growing your knowledge in the company? This is an important one. Does your work still feel relevant in the broader industry? Are the products and services still relevant? Is the company respected by people in the broader industry and people outside of the company? Because that reflects on you. What does the future hold? Is the company going to survive? Is it going to thrive? Is it profitable? Is it growing? Or is it struggling and decaying? And I've worked at both types of companies. And I've recognized when it was time to move on because no matter what I was doing, the company was going down. Professional brand, I just talked about this. Is working for that company good for your professional brand? Or do people look at that and say, oh, wow, you're working there. You worked there for that many years. Is something wrong with you? And then finally, positioning. Is it positioning you for your next move? Is the job setting you up for what you want to do next? And if you evaluate all of these and discover you're no longer satisfied, it might be time to move on to a better job. Or you may, you may need to shake things up entirely. And you might want to change your profession. Maybe you've reached the end of the season for your profession. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. I gave up oh, a 23-year tech career. My friends said I was insane. I felt like I was being reckless. But I, I gave it up to make a huge career move. And I look back and I realize it was time. It was time for something that was a better fit for my stage of life. Better fit for my dreams, my long-term goals, and my desired lifestyle. And I have a few clients going through this process And at first they say, I can't imagine leaving my profession. It's all I've ever known. It's all I've ever done. But once they start to think about it and they realize they can do something entirely new, they light up, they smile, they get excited. They realize they can stop defining themselves by an old profession or an employer. And some of them begin charting a new course for their career journey. It gives them more of what they want in their lives. And I'm obviously biased, <laughs> as, you, as you know and as you've heard and you see by what I do. But I think entrepreneurship and solopreneurship are part of the natural evolution of your career. Many of us reach a point where being an employee has diminishing returns as we get closer and closer to retirement. It's not true for everybody. I have some friends that have moved up into amazing C-level positions. They're making a ton of money. They love their jobs. Okay, great. But how many of us do that? 
Research has found that a sense of purpose is essential for happiness and longevity. So completely retiring and leaving the working world isn't healthy. But if you're like me, you probably don't want to keep cranking away at a nine to five job. Or maybe it's a nine to nine job. You've already worked so hard, spent so many years climbing the ladder. You reach a point where you feel like you deserve to start taking back. You deserve more freedom. And you have earned the right to have more independence. And that's where solopreneurship does come in. When I was preparing to leave my last corporate job, and this is over 11 years ago, I was meeting a colleague for coffee. He asked the usual, what was I going to do next? And I said I was looking at a few options. I had been talking to a few companies and maybe be a head of product at a smaller company or a CPO at a startup. And he kind of looked at me funny and he said, why? At this point in your career, decades of experience and with your connections, you should do your own startup. You could easily raise funding. And it made me really think and kind of rethink what I was doing, my choices. So I started consulting again and I took the summer off to vacation with my family. And I talked with a few people and kept my eyes open for a few roles with employers. But the longer it went on, I just decided I don't want to go back. <laughs> I don't... I don't want to return to being an employee. He was right. I should do my own thing. And I did have a startup, raised funding, built a team, did that for a few years. But now here I am today running this business, Brilliant Forge, Invincible Career, this newsletter, this podcast. You can learn more at newsletter.invinciblecareer.com. I've been running this business as a leadership and career coach and business advisor for years and years now, and I love it. I just can't give up the independence and freedom it provides me. And of course, not everyone wants this. But for the few of us that do value our time and our freedom more than money, we can't imagine living our lives any other way. And I'm I'm not saying you have to give up money entirely. But it shouldn't be your primary driver if you want more time and freedom. As I said earlier, I do cherish my experiences in the corporate world. It taught me a lot. It was an investment. However, it did become a series of diminishing returns. And I knew that my time in the corporate world was coming to an end. So rather than riding it all the way out to the bitter end, (laughs) you know, being that 70-year-old guy working in the corner, I decided to exit at a high point. And my ideal career journey has now enabled me to leverage everything I'd learned and experienced in those jobs and with my education to build my own business. And I get to define how I choose to work, who I work with, when I work, where I work. I know that entrepreneurship may not be suitable for everyone, but I ran some surveys recently on uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, It was overwhelming. 60 to 83% of you are certain, absolutely positive that you want to start your own business at some point in your career. 17 to 40% of you aren't sure yet. You're considering it. It's not out of the picture, but you're just not sure yet. And really only a very tiny number of people. I'm kind of surprised. It was zero on a few platforms, one or two on another platform. Said no way. 
don't want to do the whole entrepreneurial thing, just want to be an employee. So I think it's time to redefine what entrepreneurship means. It should be more approachable for more people. It doesn't have to be some overwhelmingly scary career move. I view it as a natural step on our overall professional path and life journey. And I know it can be very fulfilling and very rewarding. And I'm here to help. Obviously, this is what I do. I'm doing something a little new. I'm currently creating a series of courses and a peer community to help guide people like you on a journey from employee to solopreneur. The launch date is going to be in 2022. So no time soon. I want to make sure I build this the right way and I hear from you what you want. If you're interested in learning more, you can sign up to be notified. I included a link for that in my newsletter, both in the email and online. So go to newsletter.invinciblecareer.com. This is Have You Mapped Your Career Journey, issue 315. And you can sign up to learn more. No commitment, just learn more about this journey from being an employee to becoming a solopreneur. Hope to hear from you soon. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you would like to follow upcoming releases of the show, please subscribe. And as always, I appreciate your ratings and reviews. Thank you. If you would like to learn more about Invincible Career and the podcast, you can visit InvincibleCareer.com. Until next time, I wish you the best of luck in becoming an opportunity magnet for the best things in life.